0: It doesn't, it doesn't get any better than this. Just guys being dudes going to bed early.
1: Hey, Justin, I have to tell you something because you're an Ipsy resident. Um, mm-hmm. I have a prompt. All right? Uh, okay. I need you to change your mind about what you once knew about the worst in that you thought it was a bar for young kids. However, it is now a bar for old fucks like us because oh, nothing about it, the music has like not changed, Like, you're listening to the same fucking, like, albums that came out in 2003, 2004 in there. It's not for kids. It's not for kids.
2: Yeah, I went to a bar, or a brewery, rather, in Jackson to meet some friends halfway from Kalamazoo. (laughs) And we, like, I just, like, kept recognizing all the songs, but not recognizing them from, like, college. Like, I was recognizing songs from, like high school like they were playing like second album modest mouse and i was like hell yeah these are my kind of people and i'm like oh my god people my age are old enough to now have successful businesses where they get to pick the music i was like this is what is happening here this is either a place for people my age or worse it's a place for people older than me where they play music from my generation to make them feel young (laughs) me feel comfortable.
1: That's so bad. Yeah, man. I once I heard someone told me that modest mouse is for old people. I was like, oh my god, I have to stop. <laughs> yeah, I told well, I, uh, I told all my uh listens with that to sail on. Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> the um that uh float on. Damn it! Fuck. I think, yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, I knew what you were know. going for. Mm-hmm. The that that album that that is on that song is on it's like oh gosh fifteen years old now or something
2: like that. Dude, I know every time I hear Dashboard, I feel young again, and then remember that I was listening to that like know, a T.G.I. Fridays know, in Grand do, do, Rapids do, 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 when do, do, I was do, 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 fifteen. Shut up,
0: man. I got I wasn't you. What happened?
2: the song fucking slaps
0: though. No yeah, way, but like, totally don't give me. Don't take my terrible singing for like saying it's oh, yeah. bad. It's
2: a great fucking stuff. nothing pisses me off more than like those, you know, those Twitter prompts where like some rando will always pop up and be like, you guys just think mm. indie music was better in the 2010s because you're old now. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, it was though. It was <laughs> better. Like I'm not even saying that as like like, okay, the indie in the aughts was better than the 2010s, and it's definitely better yes. than like the 2020s. Yeah. The new the newest indie's really bad and the stuff that was good when I was in college was like, eh, it was fine. But like
0: I think the artists the artists that are creating music that would have been like indie when we were in like high school are kind of like crossing over genres and getting mainstream appeal. So like yeah. a lot of the think of like Tame and Paula where they would they would have been like the indie rock band when we were in school, but he he like crossed over into like R and B and shit and he's getting radio play and everybody and like I, it's like it's going that direction for a lot of those type of bands.
2: I think like King Gizzard counts and like, yeah, but they're just making the music that it's like funny that they're like King Gizzard's just making the music that they would have made 20 years ago if they were 20 years older,
0: also. And yeah, and then and, just like, and everyone's like,
2: I love this, but after we made like, that well, metal done.
0: album, after we made that metal album, we're gonna make a bluegrass album. And after we make a bluegrass <laughs> album, we're gonna make a, <laughs> some random jazzy, a brilliant,
2: shit. a brilliant business strategy to be like, Ooh. we can't decide what we want to be, so we're going to make everything
1: yes yes no man like the best economic strategy to literally anything is empiring absolutely that and like that that feeds into i don't know if i told you my like one of my taylor swift theories is that like part of her popularity is that she's stayed in the game so long that she's done enough different things with enough different artists that kind of like how you guys said with like what the indie scene's done, but like Taylor Swift's done down like the main stage with like all of like the top fucking a listers, you know. Dude, she's, she's made enough than that. shit across all world. I gotta forms, tell you, she's made at least something for everybody at some point in her oh, career. Oh,
2: you you don't understand how true that is. I'm gonna tell you just a really quick anecdote that has shaped my views not only on Taylor Swift but American soft power globally, <laughs> which is that I was in China for ten days in 2019, and we go out for drinks and karaoke with this group of people that we know, most of whom speak a little bit of English, except for this one woman who like does not speak any English at all. Like she tries, it's very broken. And like, she just obviously prefers not to, which is fine. Like you don't have to. We all pick different songs to sing in karaoke. And then by the end of the night, this girl gets up and picks her song and it's a Taylor Swift song. And I'm curious how it's going to go. And she fucking sings every word in English (laughs) perfectly crystal clear. And I'm, but like, can't say another English word for the life of (laughs) her. Yeah. And I'm like, again, I was like, holy shit. I was like, I was like, Taylor Swift is the biggest star since the fucking Beatles. And also, like, these people, China especially younger Chinese people like to make a point to talk about how little they think about America. So it was super comical to me to have them spend all day being like, yeah, you know, we don't really think about American politics or anything like that. It's really not that big deal. Anyway, I'm going to go sing this Taylor Swift song in the karaoke machine. (laughs) And it's like, Oh yeah, now I get it. And it's like, that's why people are always like, why do we put so much faith in celebrities? And it's like, Oh, well, (laughs) like if you ever want to win the information war and a potential conflict with a major superpower mm-hmm. yeah, there's a level you're gonna win you, I honest to god there's you will win power, that yeah. war because of Taylor Swift mm-hmm. I mean it, like, changed the way I saw the world like in that one moment
0: based on that logic we're gonna lose it to Korea because the teens are all about the, 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 teen, the Korean K-pop there so uh they're, they're oh, yeah. getting South Korea's getting the the, the uh, video games, and they're getting the music. So they're going to take over the pop cultural universe. So we're doomed to South Korea. Yep, yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's fine. I, for one, welcome our South Korean overlords.
1: Me too. When um, the the person that was singing the the song, uh, during karaoke. Justin, did you think to yourself uh, I'm the one who understands you?
0: What? We well, shut the fuck up? One I, one, I hate that I know that. Two, shut the fuck up. What is wrong with um,
2: you? My brother belted out a rendition of a Jonas Brothers song that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, If you guys still have the same cell phone numbers. Actually, I'll just drop in the Twitter DMs. Sometimes mm-hmm. the video conversion's shitty, but It'll take me a minute to find it, but it's going to be worth it. a picture of Alex Carter at Lions training camp.
1: That's funny. Save that. Oh, yeah. Put that that in, like, three external hard drives. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, when you, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, when you have to, like, give your son the christening and, like, being, like, a young Western fan. Yeah, you need to save that.
2: This is what it's all about, son.
1: You know what? There's...
2: (laughs) This is why we do what
1: we do. This is why we're
0: all here tonight. Son, you thought you knew your dad. <laughs> 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 but let me tell you something. You don't really know anything at all. <laughs> you know, I think Ron DeSantis has got a point. I, I can't give up my guest though.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you don't know you
2: don't
0: oh my God Jesus crimin oh
1: that's a fun one um, that's a pretty good one. It was a really good choice for him and like
2: I wish I had the whole like thing up video because he was like really reluctant about it at first they went through like the whole first verse of the song and he was just like, everyone's like no we don't want to sing this this is lame and then he just like grabs the mic and starts belting it so yeah funny.
1: that's the only and way to do it though you can't like half-ass yeah. that song you have to full belt it
0: and i'm sure the and people I, in attendance were like this is fucking great we oh, loved, they it. loved it they thought it was yeah. so
1: funny
2: and like we uh and then after that him and i did it we got a perfect score singing mr Brett Said," <laughs> and like they loved it also like in certain parts of china they just don't drink the same way that we do so like what do you mean like we ordered we ordered like a budweiser each and we drank it and then we're like hey can we get another one and then by the time we ordered the third one they they started wheeling in crates of budweiser (laughs) they're like all those and we're like how many did we order we're like it's we've only drank three beers in two and a half hours this is light work and like they they had to go to the back and be like what are we gonna do we should just wield the beer to them <laughs> bartender give me all the beers in the karaoke. These, American,
0: these americans are fucking insane Dude, we get it They've gone through three beers
1: <laughs> what other karaoke songs have you done
2: in high school we did it we had a thing called uh Business Professionals of America. You go and compete in stupid business competitions. And we went to, like, the regionals, and I it was in, like, Southfield or something like that. I can't remember where it was. But um, while they were, like, tallying up votes and like, getting ready to present the awards, we all, like, sat in this cafeteria, and they set up a stage to, to do karaoke. And me and my friends were like, hey, what's a, what's a song we all know the words to? And we were like, stand up, ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> so as a group performance... Three men or five five dudes, three microphones. Of
1: all of all the ludicrous songs, that's actually we a pretty a- good tame one to do in high school.
0: And,
2: uh, so good, man. I but it was like very comical to see. You know, this was like the, the late aughts, so everyone's dressed like shit because no one knew how to wear suits yet. So you got a bunch of like scrawny white dudes doing ludicrous and it was so funny. We filled the dance floor though, everyone. Because at first we were nervous, so we told the girls we were with, we're like, "Hey, like, you guys got to get up and dance for us, even if it's bad, because like it's gonna look stupid." And then they they like stood out there, and there was only like three people out there. And then when when the whole crowd heard "boom, boom, <laughs> it was
1: like fifty people on yeah. the floor within three they seconds. They knew. They didn't. You didn't have to grab the mic to tell them to stand up. They knew. Nope, they they knew. knew the drill. We're pre, we're medically predisposed to standing up when we hear that beat, boom, 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 boom.
2: Ah, uh, and there's there's no N-word traps in that song either. So
1: no, but you do have to say "suck my dick." I think we just said it. Good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Tecumseh. Yep. Yeah. Had to. So you did stand up. You did, Mister Brightside. Stand up, Mister Brightside. I'm at zero, so I have nothing to. I have nothing. To that's avoid. about.
2: That's about it. I don't have a. Uh... I did watch Ben Kanda talk all night about how he knew every word to the Humpty Dance. We were at, Shake-
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. <laughs> we at-
2: so we were at Shakespeare's Pub like Wednesday. So we we get to Shakespeare's like eight. That's really busy karaoke night. He's like, I know every word to Humpty Dance. I'm like, dude, go put your name in. He's like, fine, all right, I will. I've never performed it before. This will be fun. But like the line was so long that it was about like four hours before it was finally his turn so that's four (laughs) hours of drinking and then he was like by the time it was his turn he walked up there he like got stage fright and forgot all the words and like the MC had to like help him through it it was super sad
1: Um, for him it was very funny for the rest of us of course Well, good for you guys yeah I'm a Filipino who's never done karaoke (laughs) and that's worth saying because uh, that's a big thing in the philippines it it actually is like against my people (laughs) uh caleb what about you what have you done karaoke wise i know you've done karaoke
0: um i did last time i did karaoke that i can remember unless i'm forgetting anywhere i was drunk um
1: this must have been like within the last three months right
0: no i don't do it very much um i'm recording you can't lie The last time I remember doing it, like, actually going up and performing was when I lived in DeKalb. Um, I did "Sign Sealed, Delivered by Stevie Wonder. Nice. And I was actually trying to, like, do the high notes and shit, which was entertaining. Can you give the people a, here I am, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got the future in my hand. Right. (laughs) Ah. What was the other one? I know I did. uh, Did I do Mr. Brightside? No. I did one of those early 2000. Everybody knows that songs. No, I wrote. I I write since not tragedies. Or. Yeah. Panic of the Disco. I did that once at a gay bar. When I was with a friend from Ohio. I uh, put. I remember a few weeks ago. I was drunk as shit at a bar. And I put in to do a song on karaoke. And I can't remember what it was. Because I was drunk as shit. And I left because I waited like an hour and it still wasn't my turn. So I'm like, ah, faggot.
2: Karaoke is a terrifying experience. It is. That you have to just get through.
1: Yeah, so but I, I haven't I, had to get through it. So,
2: Well, we are going to make you get
1: no, through you're it, so. you, you, No, you're not. No,
2: you're
0: not. I have found um, through that experience, though, mm-hmm. in the Decalb karaoke one, that that black people unironically fuck with system of a down. And that's not something I knew. Yeah. Um, because uh, one of my friends invited his, uh, his friend out. And um, so, and this is, these are two um, very large black folks around a little younger than me. My one, and the one friend, his name's Jordan. He lives in Rogers park, the same neighborhood I live in now. Um, so we still see each other pretty frequently. And he is like the biggest uh Panic of the Disco, Fallout Boy, and then like R and B like Kalani and stuff like that. So he's like big teeny, like early like emo is shit, like big my chemical romance type stuff. Mm. And then and then all the R and B. And he sang um one of the Fallout Boy songs, I think. Maybe we should like we're going down or it was either it was either Fallout Boy or oh, All American Rejects. I can't remember. Um and then his friend sung Chop Suey. Classic. And I, w- I just was not expecting, I mean, like this, this preconceived notion, right? Like Ooh. this, like six foot, 270 pound black woman just up on stage, just like belting Ooh. Chop Suey. And it was fucking rad. And people ate that shit up. Oh my God. And then they got me drunk enough to sing Science Seal Delivered.
1: Cosette brought me, uh, brought me out to, like, her coworkers, like, birthday kind of thing. I didn't really know what to expect of it. I kind of thought it was going to be, like, a small kind of little house party dinner thing, but, like, no, her coworkers like, pretty cool and, like, has a social life and <clears> has, like, some friends and stuff, so they have, like, a garage where they, like, hang out in in the back, and then, like, they had, like, a karaoke set, like, all set up like they normally do, and, like all their friends who, like, normally do karaoke, like, all came over. And I was like, oh, shit, man. These are people who, like, do fucking karaoke, (laughs) you know? Like, hell yeah. So, like, I was kind of in for, like, a little bit of a viewing with, like, that. But I I was, like, super out of place. I did not know what to expect, man. And, like, so I'm dressed, like, kind of nice. And, like, all these people are in, like, you know, just, like, fucking ripped up hoodies and shit. And I'm like, uh, I look like such a fucking square right now. (laughs) You guys look so cool And like relaxed And I look like I'm here with my wife For uh, my wife's (laughs) co-worker's birthday (laughs) Dinner But um, one of the songs This one guy who did like A German song second But like the first one was the one where he was like
0: (laughs) That's that's unironically a wonderful fucking It's amazing Karaoke song because if you get the call and response aspect of it it is so goddamn fun.
1: Oh, he 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 had it all like floor presence, like dancing around, like stumbling around, like cor- like Corey after stumbling. Like it was, he was, it was just so good. He was so good.
0: I would she have thrown was- in
1: like twenty bucks if uh, it were normal <laughs> to do that.
0: She was a one I find you, chickoocher
2: people who are good at karaoke make it like more dangerous for the rest of us because you risk having to follow and slash or precede (laughs) one of those people um and it it can just look pretty scary the other reason karaoke gets very dangerous is especially when drinking is involved involved is the moment you finally convince yourself that you're like i should do this is like the exact moment you should run
0: yeah
1: I just don't like karaoke night because, like, you you just end up listening to, like, the same, like, kind of, like, 10, 15 songs, like, every time karaoke night's happening. Like, you're always going to hear Love Shack.
0: It's the whole Shack shimmy. I I have heard quite a few B-52s at karaoke nights, I suppose. I think there's an inverse
2: relationship with, like, the number of people at a bar for karaoke night and the quality of the karaoke. If you walk into like a dark hole in the wall for karaoke night and there's like six people there, someone is about to like bring tears to your eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. No,
1: that's where those people came from. Yeah, those people like (laughs) go to that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the people I was seeing. (laughs) That's where they hang out.
0: Because like what? They've been doing this shit every week for 12 years. They go to the same bar. They always sing the karaoke. They can do that goddamn rendition of I don't know fucking Matchbook Twenty. I don't even know, man. Like something good, something good's about to come out of that guy Phil's mouth. Damn, we could have a podcast about karaoke.
1: Oh, we we do have a podcast about karaoke. What are you talking? Yeah,
0: about? Yeah, as of as of right now,
2: which. I'm sure Alex is going to talk about his favorite Gilmore Girls episode where Lorelai
1: sings to Luke. No, She's dude, fuck that shit. not technically singing to Especially, like, that late into the series? No, I don't like that episode.
2: Yeah, also, they're, like, adults, so, like, I don't like the subtext of having to sing. Just, like, talk about it. Yeah.
1: Mac Football Pod. uh Caleb, Justin... Guys, I have two things for you. One, both, I just want to welcome you. Hello. How are you? Hi. I'm all right. Yeah? Why well, just all right?
0: Well, I feel fine, but I feel this catch in the back of my throat, and I feel like every other time I'm recording an episode, I'm either getting sick, getting over being sick, and I guess that's just the the joys of being in a high school classroom around children coughing in your face right
1: i mean that's like you know that's the pain and glory that comes with being a chicago resident is that every episode is your michael jordan game you know every game is your flu game in that regard Sick,
0: your drinking game
2: right that's a clever way to describe being
0: still sad about the bengals all right, are we going to – what are we doing here? Well, we are going to talk about the Super what Bowl do, like a little here? bit. We no, do have to
1: acknowledge a, it. It is, like, rule. Are, yeah, are
2: the Bengals in the Super Bowl?
1: The Lions aren't either. You know who's not? oh no, they
2: aren't.
1: Well, I mean, I'm but sure – The Lions have never had a taste of it. There See, is, like, is is a podcast in because, the Super Bowl, right? Because, like, you know, EMU has a player in it, right? That's one-third of the podcast here. Hey, Western Michigan has a representative in it. That's that's another third of this podcast. And so the third third has to be Ohio. Uh, shit. Caleb,
2: what is your 40 time? The Chiefs are thin at wide receiver.
0: Um now or at my all time best? <laughs> because now oh, I don't think now it was uh oh man. Um
2: do you think you can still get under five seconds? No. No?
0: No. Was I under five seconds in high school? Yes. Could I do it now? No.
1: Uh, guys, a second thing I have to bring up. Uh, one, I said hi. All right, we did that. All out of the way. Cool. Got it. Crossed off the notes. Uh, second thing on the agenda um, is Alex has a special announcement. Ooh, okay. All right, I'm ready. All right, I'm going to start. Okay. Okay. Um, And I want to get your guys' reaction on this because I haven't told you guys yet. Uh, Something I've been meaning to do, and it's just like, just caught up with me. Uh, So, we transitioned from the way we've been doing things before, where we're doing like weekly during the season, to the monthly shift. Last week we, or last week, last month, see, I'm already screwing up. Last month, we recorded uh, the January episode. This month, obviously, is the February one. Somebody screwed up and accidentally threw away the January episode, and I don't know where it is. I've been, like, digging through the trash, like, for weeks. Uh, We did. We definitely recorded it. It was definitely here. I definitely saved it, uh, I think. Uh, But, hey, uh, your producer screwed up on doing the first uh, monthly episode. Just kind of wanted to get your guys' reaction on that.
2: You mean the world was deprived our thoughts yeah. on TCU?
1: Did I guess at this point TCU? we could
2: just pretend we talked about anything. Oh yeah, yeah, shit.
1: Oh yeah, oh, fuck man. I there were so many things I got right, predicted right in that episode too. Oh, I right, sounded really sure. smart. <laughs> and Justin, you were looking good, man. Damn, you were woo, losing weight. You know,
2: that's uh, I don't I don't have a ton to lose these days, but. We can keep going.
0: Yeah, I wasn't going to bust your balls on it because uh, between all the work stuff and just doing it, I'm like, you know, it doesn't really seem jumping into Alex's DMs like, hey, where's that episode? Because um, ultimately you're doing all the work. So, yeah, I was going to I wasn't going to mention it.
2: I'm disappointed in Matt Hammond. Yeah, I mean. seriously. Because <laughs> like Matt's our hype man. And the fact that he didn't even come searching for the episode.
1: <laughs> I know. Now I'm gonna have to start paying him to like look for our episodes. Like he like gets happy for like he's happy for us for free, but now we gotta like, you know, give him like ten bucks a month to like be like, hey, work harder. Hey,
2: that's a lesson in a contract negotiation. He knows he has leverage and that's he's true. using it by going radio
0: silent when we screw up. Now we're just left yearning for his attention, and that's what he wanted.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it, is uh, is speaking of Akron, is LeBron James gonna break the the scoring record apparently this week? I heard something like that on Bomani's podcast, Bonnie Jones podcast tonight, tonight, yeah, because I remember he referenced something about like how much publicity he's gonna be getting like during it, which is like not that much because it's you know Super Bowl time and like it really sucks, but like I also saw a story earlier, like just on Twitter, like. What if LeBron James would have played football? I'm like, this is even worse.
0: I mean, he probably would have been a really fucking good tight end. Definitely. Probably still could be. <laughs> he, he might. You um, know. Well, well, what's your evidence? It, He's you one know? of the
1: best athletes in the world right now. Even at his, even at his age.
0: Yeah. He would, have Tony, he would have Tony Gonzalez that shit. Wow. What a what a great thought piece. Thanks The Athletic. Yeah. He would have Tony Gonzalez that shit, but been a more athletic yeah. Tony Gonzalez. So.
2: You know. It would be super embarrassing if he doesn't break the record tonight, because I think he showed up to warm ups in like in like headphones with in like with like gold printed like the scoring record total on them. <laughs> so
0: like if he really wants to break the record tonight, he's gonna do it tonight.
2: I don't how many points exactly does he need?
0: It's, I think he needed like, like, like thirty six or something.
1: This is a Cavs podcast now. Chris Manning would be really happy.
0: By the time anybody listens, by by the, by the time anybody listens to this, he's going to have the record.
2: True, sure. the record's already broken. Congrats to LeBron James.
1: <laughs> oh, good job! Go Akron.
0: Thirty-six points away. Yeah, if he wants to score the record tonight, he's <clears throat> he's doing it tonight. There's no timestamps. Like we have
2: to go to bed at some point. We could all just sit here and pretend we're watching him do it in real time. <laughs> oh shit! Did oh, you see oh, that? Oh, he did it with the sky hook. <laughs> oh. First of all, like, I want your guys' take on that because I agree with James Edwards at The Athletic that if he breaks the record with the skyhook, that that would be the corniest shit
1: ever. Yeah. No, that's yeah. shitty art. Um, that's shit art. There was, like,
2: articles about him practicing it with mm-hmm. his trainers, which is, like, comical to me that, like, the best basketball player that ever lived needs trainers to help him perfect a skyhook. But, like, I would hate that so much. Yeah.
0: You know it's even better than get it, than uh, practicing a Shot he doesn't have in his arsenal. Just run at the rim, get called for all the fouls. You know you're going to call that and hit thirty free throws. Yeah, seriously. the throw the now, bubble.
1: I wish like uh, a football team would have like paid their respects to Mike Leach during bowl season by like doing an entire drive only running mesh. I thought that would have been like a really cool like way of honoring somebody. That's something that I wanted for football to bring it back to to this because we're no longer going to be a Cavs podcast. I'm sorry if anything we're going to be. A well, person. you know,
2: one team next year in the Mec is going to do a pretty good air raid tribute, and that's going to be your Western Michigan Broncos. Because uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Richmond and Austin Peay's offenses the last few years, but they were run by Billy Kosh. He's a new offensive coordinator at Western Michigan. Let's just say, I hope you enjoyed the days of watching WMU running backs pound the rock, because those are probably gone. (laughs) Unless he decides to be a completely new football coach when he gets to Kalamazoo. Uh, but this is a, they run true, true air raid as far as I understand it. So they're going to air the ball out and going to be real fun. Do you like that? I, it has high disaster potential in the first year. So, um, all I know is it's not
0: going to be not interesting. I mean, is it going to look like what Akron looked like this year? Is that a – like, Akron wasn't air raid, right? Like, they were throw the ball a lot, but were they air raid? Like
2: I think it'll be more like 2015
0: Bowling Green, but bad. If you called so, all the same players, yeah. Well, the production would be like Akron this last year, so yeah. So that that
2: checks out, I think. Yeah, I guess like, uh, like maybe Ball State when Carson Steele was hurt, it might be like that. Yikes!
0: Let's take a look at these here stats. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Hmm, okay, thirteen of thirty-eight. All right, um, one hundred and twenty-seven yards, one touchdown, four interceptions. Great.
1: Yeah, I haven't really thought too much of like the future of like. Western football ever since, you know, Lance Taylor was brought in. Just because, like, I don't, I, I, I just, frankly, just haven't done my homework on it. Five wide though, I don't know, man. That's just that's like, it's not a I ton. just don't know if like, I don't know if I would trust like a, like a, like a five wide or four wide heavy approach to like playing in the MAC. I just don't know. I don't know, man. It's just, it just just doesn't seem right. Like, didn't we just see a snow game? Didn't we just see like? two or three snow games this past season.
2: Yeah. Um, they were chucking the ball all over the place. I don't know. Like teams just kind of throw the ball now mm. whenever, like it's very difficult for the elements to, you know, coax them out of that unless it's like a driving rain or something like that. Like I think wind more than anything. will do that. So outside of Northern Illinois, you're not in too much trouble there, but like, my best read on it is how it's gonna work this year is probably something like it's gonna be real bad in stretches, but there's gonna be one game where they just like they're gonna beat somebody good by like 30.
1: Yeah, which is like that's why you run that system. Like that's why like that exists. Like that's why Mike Leach has had the success that he's had. Like, you know, first game in the SEC, what was it? Beat the national champion. And like had like beat the uh like the SEC passing record that game too, right? Uh, yeah, it was like six hundred yards or something like that. Uh, I think so. north north of that, definitely north of the six for sure. Mm. So yeah, I mean like, I I guess like that is like a cool part of it where like it like your your potential is like through the roof with it, right? Like all, when like anything clicks, you know, on the right Saturday, like you can get some wins, but you can get some terrible losses even on like. You're good teams. Even like three years into it, like a good looking, you know, like all spread pass heavy team that like wants to get a lot of points. Like those are the teams that end up giving up a lot of points to not to be too lazy about the subject. But that's just the fact of the matter. Like that's going to be what, what you just said, like a harsh reality for Western. So like you, your fan base does not take losses very well. And now you're asking for it at least for a little think- bit. And like that's at least like the gamble, but like I will say though, if you're
2: going to fire a coach with the winning record and say like this isn't working, right? If you're going to endure some losses, if the offense and everything about the program does kind of wholesale change in a very visible way, that's probably a better that's probably an easier pill to swallow. At least for me, it is. Like, Cause there'll be something where you can see like, okay, I, I see what they're trying to do, right?
1: Yeah, at least we are trying about to do it. something sure.
2: different here. Um, and I think especially, um, I, don't, I think the like tolerance for, the lack of tolerance for losses is kind of overstated about WMU, especially since they have the power of hindsight with how the fleck years went. Like, yeah, we didn't handle 2013 very well. Cause it was a very similar situation where they fired a coach with a winning record and all that. Mm-hmm. And then it got real, real bad right away. And we didn't really get to see the vision until 2014, but I think having that experience in the recent memory is going to help make this uh, not a very toxic year, no matter what happens. Yeah. But like people doesn't would like, prefer if they don't go one and 11, but.
1: But doesn't like the state of like, like the transfer portal NIL and like, just like, cause like in PJ flex years, you know, you do have like that, that plan of like building through the high school ranks and like being high school heavy and you're recruiting and all that stuff. And like, and that's how it paid off for them. Like stockpiled the high school talent a few years later, bada boom. But now, Hey, can you like afford to like get, you know, wide receiver three from Louisville here? Hey, can you please like afford to get, you know, a, a cast off from Cal over here? You know, like, Hey, can you actually get like a premium, like tackle that's on the market? Can you scoop one up from, like, the FCS ranks, maybe? Like, that's, like, a flip that you can do at Western these days and, like, could give, like, you know, I'm not not trying to, like, even though I already did, like, put all Western fans in this bucket. But, like, seriously, like, if you are one that's going to, like, feel one way or another or, like, be upset or be really happy about the results of Western football, you know, knowing that, like, you can flip a roster way quicker than during the fleck years, maybe you're, I don't, I don't know what like the tolerance level, what the the calculus is for that tolerance level, I guess. Transfer
2: portal does change the dynamics on expectations, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Like, especially if your reputation is as an ace recruiter, it'll kind of be like, well, why couldn't you fill these? Why can't you plug these holes quicker, right? I'm sure some of that will happen, but I think there's, I'm interested to see, you know, we talked a lot about how the transfer portal impacts the Mac, but I still think there's a place for building a program with high school recruiting. Right. Um, but we'll see.
1: Uh, speaking of high school recruiting, uh, I don't know if you have noticed this. I don't really want to, Gloss over too much on it. Maybe I should just gloss over it, but it has to be at least mentioned once. Um, and you know, this is like, it's news that you see all the time. So maybe I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's probably not worth spending too much time on it. Um, but the second signing day already passed, so uh, the reworked rankings have already happened. Uh, Eastern Michigan, of course, uh, ran away with the recruiting title. Um, they lead the MAC. Uh, Buffalo second. Central third Ohio fourth Toledo five NIU six Miami seven uh, Western Michigan eight then ball State Akron Bowling Green then Kent State in last place uh but yeah like once again you know Eastern first place in the recruiting ranks uh I don't know nothing to really scoff at
0: as is tradition
1: yeah you know we all expected this right like we all expected EMU to to do this not only yeah. just like in total points but like in like Player average on a per player basis, it uh, led them back in both categories. So it was like a clean, undisputed championship for Eastern in the recruiting. Again, like a normal thing that just always happens, of course,
0: indubitably. Well, now that we have no feedback to that, because it's definitely true and you know not at all false. it's Very bizarre. All right, let's let's switch gears here. That's very bizarre. Oh, oh sorry.
1: Doo do 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 do. How bizarre. How bizarre. Okay. I
0: thought you were no, gonna that that's too. gonna be your karaoke song and we're gonna yeah. publish it.
1: Ooh baby.
0: I thought you were doing uh Twilight Zone for a second there. I was a little confused. Ooh baby.
1: Uh you know what, Caleb, I'm passing you the rock. Uh I've Me? Yeah, you you're gonna have to come up with a topic now. <laughs>
0: Well, I will say that um, I am interested in the fact that looking at uh, those recruiting rankings, that Ohio being fourth is the highest they- I can remember them being in a while, and maybe it's the benefit of uh, it. Just every year I look at the the rankings, and it's Ohio's like 99th, one hundred and second, one hundred and seventh. And if they get one guy who's maybe like – a, if you look at like those composites, and it's like an 8.6 or an 8.7 or whatever. But they just pulled out a receiver who is like an 8.6 or whatever, if Mm -hmm. I remember correctly. And ultimately these numbers – the number itself does not mean as much as just the consistency in getting guys that are very highly valued. Um, And it's just a better testament to where the program's at and what type of coaches they have on staff. And that's kind of a better sign of the health of your program. And that, that, that has, the sign that going forward is what Albin has working might be more sustainable than I even thought. They're getting high caliber skill position players. Um, and I thought one of the issues in recent years was like they'd have like one or two skill players and they wouldn't have a whole group of them. They haven't really had a group of really solid skill position players since uh, I was in like a freshman in college or so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now if this is going to become the norm where, you know, you get a couple studs on the line, um, some athletic guys on defense, and, you know, uh, several rooms, talking about like position rooms of high caliber athletes, (laughs) general trajectory of Ohio is a little bit higher than it was under the Solich years, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm.
1: I think like generally like, because like of the transfer portal so like let's say like not not that like everybody's gonna like stick to this rule but like let's still assume like generally like 25 guys are coming in of like a class right just generic class right this year your recruiting class is gonna be 25 players and that's gonna consist of both transfers and high school players the old way was like hey that 25 spots that you're playing with was all gonna go to the high school guys and so that meant 25 high school recruits were going to go to not just every, you know, college in the country, but including the 12 in the MAC. And so now with the transfer portals that, you know, the size of your class, whatever it's going to be brought in, a percentage of that is going to go to guys that are coming from the JUCO ranks, from Arizona State, you know, from Cal transfers, right? Your pool of like high school signees, you know, you got to be. Pretty damn good. Like you're not looking for like, hey, who's gonna fill in this? I don't know, twenty fourth spot on my class. Sure, whatever. You know, the two star guys, they're not getting these kinds of opportunities for the most part. You know, so I think that's why that's part of the theory of like why like if you're looking at your recruiting class, unless you're like, of course, like Kent State or Bowling Green right now. Sorry to be you, um, but if you're looking and you're like, damn, like you know, there's not a lot of guys here, but like the guys we do have. <laughs> I don't remember getting these kinds of talents. I think that's part of the reason. It's just like your coach is able to get more talent because not only are you like only getting like, you know, like maybe 20 or 15 high school guys, but like same thing with like Michigan and Ohio state, like, you know, only like a percentage of their guys are, you know, coming through the high school ranks and transfers too. So like there's going to be some castoffs along the way. And so you have to get like just enough of those. And Ohio, like to their credit, like you're like you're doing like that receiver, like those receivers that they're getting, like they definitely could be like P five guys. But in this world that we're living in, they're Ohio guys. They're guys that hey, we have to stand out on a G five roster.
0: And if they have as much success as their potential upside shows, they're probably on a different roster in three years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's just kind of the reality of it. I um, am curious that after the season central had that the, the recruiting is still, I mean, they've got 23 commits. So they're right up to where, you know, towards like the top of the conference in terms of who should be up there. Um, I don't know anything about the class itself, but coming off of the season, they had kind of showcases the stability that they've had with that staff. Right. I mean, you just had a shit season and they still did pretty well for themselves. Mm-hmm. With a big class and a big class too,
1: yeah. And uh, McElwain's going to yeah. be uh, the highest paid coach pretty soon because he gets like a uh, an auto raise, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, they have
2: eighteen three star recruits, which I think is the biggest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, only two of those, I think, are inbound transfers. Yeah, no, One know, of the three stars. Is, they have two inbound transfers according to 247. Okay. Um, Stefan Bracey, three-star high school rated recruit from Wisconsin uh, is coming over. Um, and then there's uh, Jake Walrath who looks unranked out of high school. Uh, immediately eligible, but I don't know how reliable
1: that Are is. Are we really spending this much time on a punter that's transferring? <laughs>
2: He's technically in the class, so we got two transfers.
1: I think what, what's gonna what helps Central right now is like the late third of the season that Bert Emanuel had this past season uh, who is like the third overall recruiting program history at Central. Um, I mean you don't have to go after a quarterback and like spend a lot of time trying to recruit one if you have one, um, especially for as young as he is and Eastern's in the same boat too. Um, you know, let's make this into an Eastern podcast. Like Eastern didn't really get a quarterback uh, from the high school ranks this year because they already got one. That's pretty good on young, but for central bird Emanuel, you know, Hey, all you have to sell the kids. is like, Hey, we already have the quarterback. Uh, we're trying to spend more time getting playmakers around him. Do you want to be one? Look, look, look at this. Look at this guy. Look at him run through the snow like that. Look at him. He's from Texas.
2: Oh, pay no attention to the scoreboard. What happened to that game? Come to Central. (laughs) Uh,
1: Toledo, fifth. Feels weird, though, right? Like, if we're being serious, because this is the one where, like, this is the team that we're always saying Toledo, you know, is underperforming its talent, right? Because they recruit so well. Uh, This past year, you know, it doesn't look like they brought in as much talent as they normally do. Uh, They got some really good transfers, though. Um, So I'm excited for that for them. But, but still, seeing Toledo as low as it is, um, with Toledo. without like I'm having sorry, to God. like return a, like or, like change coach either, you know, like you won the MAC, you have your quarterback coming back, you know, you got a good thing going for the most part. I don't. know, Just feels like it just didn't win enough on the recruiting trail this year.
2: They do rank in tops of the MAC in returning production, though, mm-hmm. so that could be some of it. That's fair. Um, That they just don't really have a lot of positions of need.
1: Yeah, let's look at the top Um, positions they brought in. Offensive tackle, defensive line, defensive line, offensive tackle. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: It did catch my eye that they had the Florida State transfer who is 6'6", 300. (laughs) Uh, That is not max size. That's that's bigger. Yeah, that's that's real big. <laughs> it's
1: like once every like five years, yearsle'll gets somebody out of Florida State. They had another lineman that came from there. I don't remember. It's like Ruben something, something Ruben. How do you guys feel about the Jason Candle extension, though? Uh, he si- he did sign a con- contract extension pretty recently uh, to keep him there through twenty twenty six. Um, his pay is not really going to change at all. He kind of recently took a pay cut. Um, looks like he's still not getting anything north of his 1.1 1. 1 that he's already getting 1.1 1. 1 mil. Uh, sorry, don't want that to be confused. It's 1.1 thousand. It's a no-brainer, right? To like...
2: I don't know. But you have to extend to the guy, right? He's got two MAC titles.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, he you he, he win the Mac. Like, you, you kind of have to. Um, does... Now, like, I, it looks like, it, like some of, like, the incentives changed. Um, probably a little bit more. Don't have to dig into all that because it doesn't really matter. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's weird because, like, this is the most, like... I don't know, man. It sucks because, like, you see the news come out, right? And then you go on Twitter and then... Half of the Toledo fans are like, hell yeah, man. You win two MAC titles, good for you, man. You absolutely deserve it. And then the other half are like, oh, great. So we can just lose to Bowling Green again? Oh, so we just love mediocrity?
2: It's a super weird feeling. It it's, kind of reminds me of like how Ohio State fans are right now, where they're like, oh, we've only lost like three games in five years, and mm-hmm. we're all really pissed off about it.
1: Yeah, and they are Toledo um, students for the most part, those Ohio State fans.
2: Yeah, exactly um I, like at some point especially in the mac at some point like i just don't have sympathy for it like i think all the points about jason kendall are extremely valid like they should have be better they should have been better last year mm-hmm. but at some point like what else do you want
1: mm-hmm.
2: like it's sort of you don't want to get caught up in the stuff that like like post orange bowl niu just kept winning division titles but like all anybody around that program could complain about was that like they well, were losing winning 10 one more game a again. year yeah they're they're not winning bowl games and things like that and it's like at some level like you you're just you're you're perched up on the mountaintop just hanging out there in perpetuity like Ooh. there's nowhere else to go and i think that's it just kind of speaks to some sort of like across the rest of the g5 i think there's some promise of like if you keep winning and you keep doing winning your conference titles and things like that the big boys might call and give you that sweet sweet tv money and just by the nature of geography and like the quality of play in the conference like i think there's just a feeling in the mech that that call's not going to come no matter what you do mm-hmm. and so it you can get caught up in feeling like God, we had a really good season in one of Mac title and we extended the coach. That's one, two of them. And, uh, it still kind of feels bad. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't, but the unfortunate circumstance, but it Toledo's, Toledo's in really good shape. Probably the best shape I felt about them. Just like as an outside observer in like three years.
1: It's definitely like another like situation, like last year where like, you know, we have all the same things to say about Candle, like right? Like, nothing's going to change about Jason Candle at Toledo until he leaves, like, for whatever the case may be. Like, he could be there for another, like, 20 years and do the same shit over and over again, and we'll still have the same things to say about him because the fan base does not want us to say anything else other than the two polar opposite things. Like, this is the most polarizing coach in the MAC, like I could ever remember just because, like, the fan bases, like, will always make it that way. And, like, it really stinks. But, like, now, like, he's in another situation where, okay, he is another candidate to be, like, an OC at all these other jobs. And Mm -hmm. it's February now. Um, If if you're, like, a Toledo upstairs, right, you're like, hey, if you were going to take one of these jobs, please do it, like, two months ago. Otherwise, you know, like, it's February. Like, you better stick around. Like, I don't think Toledo would want to, like, I don't think Toledo would be very happy if Jason Candle took, you know, like, the the open Miami job right now for the, its offensive coordinator, uh, which he was, like, a candidate for last time it was open.
2: No, that would not be a good situation. Like, I think it's easy to get caught up in thinking that, like, there's potentially greener grass elsewhere, but, like, it's super goddamn hard. Mm-hmm to win like i know like the, the mac gets a lot of we talk about like all the parody and stuff like that it's still hard like in any given year to win the conference and as the parody increases that's only more so the case your opportunities to get back and have a season like they just had are, are very difficult mm-hmm. and i guess that can kind of play into some of the anxiety about it where it's like ah oh, like but we kind of know what we're in for for the like are you telling me I might have to wait five more years to do this again? It's like pfft. hey man. It's a nice Pretty guarantee. Pretty much the entire conference would kill for that.
1: Yeah. What was it that like he that a lot of people got like super hot and bothered over? It was Ohio State Week and he said like, Hey, if you live in the city, you know Support the home happy. team is yeah. what he
2: said, or support support where you live or whatever. You Jesus pay taxes Christ, here yeah. and all that stuff. Gosh. People got all
1: what a what a like smear campaign on himself! I tell you what, <laughs> how dare you!
2: I just remember the tweet that was like, I forget who t- who tweeted it. Some blog was like, "You're gonna tell someone who worked his hands to the bone to send his kids to Ohio State that he can't cheer for them or whatever." And I'm like, "That's like absolutely not what Jason Campbell was saying. He was just saying like, "Yeah, it'd be pretty cool to support Toledo if you're from Toledo." Yeah. Like, good for him. Good for him for saying that. He should just. I think what would be even better for Jason Candles is like each year he gave a random press press conference and progressively said worse and worse shit about Ohio State. <laughs> like next year, he'd be like, you know, last year, you know, I had to clarify my comments. I'm unclarifying.
1: Fuck them. <laughs> oh yeah, the big horseshoe. Yeah, we played there.
0: Mm-hmm. I would just like to clarify. I think the buck, I should eat shit.
2: He's gonna start saying "Go blue," like that's gonna be like a new Toledo thing. He's like, "What? We're blue." Actually, that might that might get him fired.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because like Toledo fans, like our Ohio State fans, but they're also Michigan fans because you know, right in the middle.
2: Hmm. I, I'm telling you, man, that would be super entertaining if he just like decided to pick a fight with <laughs> one of the most popular college football teams in the country. <laughs>
1: So how do we like move forward with Jason candle? Like, what do we think about him? Like moving forward? Like I, I want to, I'm I'm very genuine and honest when I say this, I want to be an optimist about him. Like, I don't want to root for Toledo when like it comes to Eastern week, you know, for that team, but I do want to be an optimist when it comes to candle. You know, I do like, you know, some of the teams that he's been able to put together, you know, they haven't been great on the whole, but I don't know, man. I'm tired of dogging on the guy.
0: What I'm hearing from Alex is I'm beginning to be an optimist about this.
1: No, I want to be. I don't know, like, how to actually feel. I just want to feel good about the guy because I'm tired of just, like, you know, only being, like, oh, I'm so annoyed. I just wish he would, like, take another job already so I can focus on somebody else. No, man, like, he's here. I want to enjoy it. But I just don't know how because, like, he's just too damn polarizing.
2: Alex missed the song
1: reference Caleb. I did not. Well, I'm sorry. I was yeah, I was
0: I was waiting to see if Justin would get it.
1: Good job, guys. What is this like? Four song song references in this episode. Getting there. That's uh. the
0: one.
2: I uh I had that song in college at one point. That was my like alarm on my cell phone. <laughs>
0: and i had a lot of early shifts <laughs> at the
2: panera bread i worked at and i had trouble waking up for them because i'm not a morning person and so my clever idea was i downloaded this app that would be like you can't turn your alarm off unless you like take a picture of something and so you like pick an object that forces you to get out of your bed to go take a it oh, yeah, sounds really of that, clever man. right
1: no so, so i was like
2: i overdid it and i took a picture of the um address on the front of my house Because I thought I'll have to go all the way outside, like in the cold, in the morning, to take this picture. I'm definitely gonna not go back to bed then. But like, didn't think about the fact that like, you know, wind, rain, and things could make the numbers move. (laughs) And so I just remember waking up to that song and then standing outside, like in my boxers, at four in the morning, trying to take a picture of these numbers that had since moved. And then I had to like move them to match the picture, or else the alarm wouldn't go off.
1: That's awful. And that
2: is and that is why there were no breakfast sandwiches ready that day at Panera. <laughs> and why to this day I can't really listen to that song anymore because it's traumatic.
1: I mean, it's bad, first of all.
2: It's catchy. At one point in my life, I enjoyed it a great deal <laughs> and until that day.
1: <laughs> I could
2: never. <laughs> I'm sure my neighbors were not fans either.
1: So no other signs for optimism. Just, just it's the one time Justin stood out in front yeah. of his house at four in the morning and his boxers and like. Oh yeah, um,
2: and how does this? I mean, if, 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 if that's oh, fine, doesn't. like if
1: I don't really need to be optimistic about it. Like that's fine. I'll live. I'll you know I'll go back to my pessimistic ways. You know what, Jason Candle? Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, I'll burn the wick off you. Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. That's uh, what I'll do. Ha ha. Yeah,
0: yeah. Ha ha! You got him. Got me that time.
2: I don't man. They won another MAC championship. It's hard for me. Like you can't get much more optimistic than that. Like I don't know. Like they have the highest returning production of what was the best team in the MAC last year. So like, yeah, there's your preseason favorites again. Like as sure as the sun rises in the east, Toledo will be the MAC West favorite
0: in the preseason poll. I mean, this time they definitely deserve it, right? So yes. What? (laughs) Who is who is this
1: on the line? Hold on. Did I, did I invite a fourth person on here? Because <laughs> I thought I heard a Caleb Carter impersonator saying that Toledo deserves to be the favorites. Yeah. It's going to be a long offseason. <laughs>
2: Just fuck them. I think they've always deserved it, though, which has been the thing. That's why it's been so disappointing. If they didn't deserve the preseason accolades, no one would be sour on like, Jason Candle's tenure despite the two titles. You know what I mean?
1: And here we are. Like, We've come
0: full circle in the conversation. <laughs> here we are.
1: Thank you. You've, we made it.
0: We made it. <laughs> and they come. We always come right to this point of the
1: map. <laughs> Justin, drove us
0: home. Thank you. That's that's might as well be the free part, the free spot on the bingo card. Ugh. And that
1: right there is why he's so damn polarizing. I tell you. But no, they should be the
0: favorites. I don't disagree.
1: <laughs> Again, <laughs> oh God, yeah, this year's going to be different. You know, what's going to be different. Right
0: <laughs> right is nothing? Nothing's different. It all, never changes. It's all stupid.
1: Yeah, because like repeating as champions is easy. That's why you should be the favorites.
0: Right, 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 right. That's course. how you know we're too close
2: to this. Cause, like, when you hear people who admire the Mac from afar talk about the Mac, they're always like, oh my God, this zany conference. You never know what to expect. And then, like, the three of us spend like all of our Saturdays watching it. And we're like, yeah, man, I've seen this shit. It's all the same,
1: <laughs> it never changes. <laughs> Ball State, Kent State's the game you want to watch. Don't ask. I, I do want to watch that game. Yeah, fucking Marquez Cooper. He transferred there. Do you think if he scores, <laughs> that's funny? If
2: when he scores a touchdown against Kent State, um, do you think he'll do that thing that like European soccer players do when they score against their old team? Sometimes where they just like pretend like it's no big deal. Uh, uh, or do you I, think he'll? Like, I don't know. Do they play each other? Uh, I assumed that they did just because you said that. But
1: well, I, well, the you know I, I was just kind of being facetious because you know he transferred from one to the other. I don't actually know what the full schedule is going to look like because that's a crossover one.
2: Is that the that's the highest profile
1: intermac transfer that I can
2: remember, or inter-MAC transfer that I can remember?
1: Uh right, hold on, let me look because I do have the updates at ipsy11.com if you want a subscription. But. Yeah, the other one is uh, the second biggest is uh, Ally Fisher, who went from Kent State to Buffalo. But he was, like, a receiver down the depth chart. I think he was just a freshman last year. Oh, but yeah, this is definitely the biggest one. Uh, I think there were only two this year. Are there any in the
2: past that come to mind? Because that's what I'm struggling with, like, there to was... remember anything, like, of note.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. There's There's uh, Jalen McGoy. Um I think he went from like NIU to Central Was it Was it NIU or
2: Ball State to
0: Central? Ball State Central I think it okay. wasn't NIU. he wasn't at NIU.
1: Was he like originally committed to NIU then?
0: That I don't know. Okay. I don't recall his name popping up with NIU.
1: I'm s- actually now that we talk about it, I think I'm 70% sure on the Keon Williams. Okay. Uh, Keon. Yeah, Keon. Of course. Yeah, he went from Eastern to, to Buffalo. There was another receiver who went from, I think it was like Central to Akron or Akron Central. One of those two. Yeah. So there's been a few, but not like a ton. I don't know if there's ever been like a like a Kent State Akron transfer. I wonder if there's been one this year. I know, uh, Kent State's. Old like strength and conditioning coordinator under Sean Lewis, he's at Akron now. And I know that you know from 21 to 22, Ohio rated some Miami Ohio coaches. The coaching I know shuffles a little bit.
2: What Western grabbed a Miami special teams coach a few years back.
1: Yeah, but that's not that's not a rivalry. No, it's true. Ooh.
2: Although t- Miami's last two home losses were to Western, like between like, I think pretty decent home winning mm-hmm. streaks. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, guys. I guess and-
2: Cooper's going to make an instant impact, man. Like, yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's one of those that you never know how transfers are actually going to work out especially in like February, but we know how that one's going to work out. It's going to work out real good. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know what type of goodness. I just, It will, it, it will be fun uh, to watch him run the ball. So there'll be that. Yeah, no, he's
2: Oops. certainly not going to be bad. Um, I, I know he probably won't enjoy running behind that offensive line as much, but like,
0: yeah, maybe we'll not get to see him very much. I, I don't wish injury upon him, but like he's hasn't had to carry like the brunt of the carry. And maybe there's backs that, Ball State has I'm not thinking of right now because, you know, they've had Bradford and they've had other backs. They've had Williams to take a few carries as well, who is still there, as I pointed out recently.
1: I'm looking at the roster, and I don't recognize anybody. I'm not even seeing experience on here. I'm looking at redshirt sophomore. uh, Cooper's a redshirt junior. Freshman, sophomore, freshman, redshirt sophomore, redshirt junior. I don't know who this guy is. Oh, Indiana transfer. Don't know who he is. So yeah, hopefully uh, Ball State helps them out on at O line. Uh, if not, good luck.
2: They have a three star running back from Miamisburg, Ohio. Total missed opportunity that Miamisburg is not where the where Miami University is located.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not all that far. I was gonna say it's north of Cincinnati, right? Right.
2: Or I guess south of Dayton would be a better descriptor.
0: It's it's when you talk about whether it's closer to Dayton or Cincinnati, it's it's Dayton, but if somebody would be like, How far is Miami's from Cincinnati? You'd be like, Oh, it's not that far. Which is what I did. Yeah. Good job, me. Describing me. All
1: right, guys. Let's wrap this up by doing one player each that uh we each want to hit on. Um one player that we're either excited to, you know, see that's gonna return to the Mac in twenty twenty three or a player that's transferring into the MAC that we're interested in. Um, Justin, how about you go first? Let's go, Justin, then Caleb, then me.
2: Yay. Um, I am really excited. I just, ever since I saw Rod Orr, I already mentioned him, the offensive tackle transferring into Toledo. I mean, he's a four star recruit out of high school. <laughs> 66300. That's like, dude. I, I think he's gonna manhandle people. <laughs> I can't wait for it. Like kill it's people. gonna be so fun.
1: This guy's gonna murder people in the streets, and I'm gonna watch.
0: Sick satisfaction. It's only sick if not everybody enjoys it.
1: Caleb, it is
2: interesting though to see. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just. like the thought of like what happens to a Mac offense when you give it like a power five offensive line Mm -hmm. is like always a really cool thought experiment. Cause I've always thought that that's the biggest gap in a lot of these like early season games and things like that. Um, And I think like, what if you can build, what if you gave Iowa's offensive line to Kent state, what would happen? Um, Good things mostly, I think. Um, But maybe Toledo will get to run that experiment a little bit.
1: Yeah, Georgia, Kent State, trade all trade linemen.
2: Oh, man. Honestly, in a scenario where, like, in the future, we're like, oh, we don't want to play these non-conference games because they're a waste of time and we don't want to pay you the money. It would be so worth it to be like, okay, can you still play the game? It won't count, but you have to switch linemen. (laughs) Put it on pay-per-view.
1: Caleb, somebody that's returning or a transfer that you're interested in?
0: Trying not to say the easy answer. As an Ohio person, I'm really curious to see if Bangura becomes like the best running back in the Mac. I like it. Because he definitely had like the big playability in a way that Ohio hasn't had at the running back position in a long time. And I say that with the knowledge that like Bo Blankenship would just run over some dudes and AJ Ouellette would just run through some dudes and whatever. And Bangura uh, adds an element to that offense that. Made them a little bit more dynamic this year. Obviously, Curtis Rourke being the most freaking efficient quarterback among all G5 quarterbacks and almost as good as anybody in the country makes a big difference. Um, Assuming, I want to say you can assume that Curtis is a known commodity, assuming he's healthy, all of that, yada, yada. Uh, If Bangura becomes the dude as they try to mix things up a little bit more, does he just become a guy that, like, now he's like a household name. Does, is he not just the guy with the, the name everybody likes to say? It's just like, ha ha, bang, ha ha, bang, bang, bang. Does Cia ben become the top running back in the Mac? And is he a guy that people know outside of Mac people?
1: Yeah, because I feel like people are like, they like are catching on to Ohio success. They understand like Rourke and they're like, oh yeah, didn't his brother play there? Because we watched all of his games too. Yeah, 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 same guy. No, no, it's just the same family. Um, they understand like the whole Rourke family thing, but it'd be cool if like the running back could blow up too. I'm totally with you there. A uh, guy I'm interested in is uh, Lorenzo Lingard. Who's Lorenzo Lingard, Alex? Oh, I'm so interested in hearing about him. Uh, Akron yeah. transfer. Former five-star running back out of high school. Pfft, why? I'm spitting out all my water I just drank. Did you say five-star running back? Yeah. Uh, went to Miami, then he went to Florida. He's spending his final season with uh, with one Joe Moorhead in his offense. And uh, wouldn't it be great if, like, Akron could just, like, I don't know, have, like, the best goddamn run game we've ever seen out of one Lorenzo Lingard? I think that'd be pretty cool. Out of like a very like you know usual place, Akron, where they like generally, uh, traditionally have like a great rushing attack.
2: I will, I'm on board with anything that gets me into Akron football.
1: Uh, I'm going to cheat we- and I'm going to throw in one more name really quickly as like a returner uh, that I'm kind of excited. Uh, Odu Hilaire, the the receiver at Bowling Green, uh, he's going to be coming back. And I know, like, they're going to go through a quarterback change, which, like, Jesus Christ, that's going to be a new thing there. But Hilaire, I feel like he's had a good enough couple of years, and especially this past year, um, he's had some, like, really good games too. And I think, like, he really blew up in, like, the Tuesday night game against Toledo or Wednesday night game against Toledo, whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I think he's, like a superstar receiver that like Shin should like really like, you know, have more like publicity for like, I feel like he is like one of the better Mac receivers and I feel like he should be respected for it.
0: I will um, add one more to not so much an individual person, but just, it seems like every year central has to find a way to replace a defensive playmaker. They're losing. And they always find somebody. So I am interested in who that kind of that next guy is. You know, they lose somebody like Thomas Incombe, uh, who was just, you know, absolute stud this past season. Yeah, who great. who are or is the stud or studs of that group up front? And does that change the, tra- the trajectory back in the direction that we thought Central Michigan should be on in the first place? Y'all had nice things to say about Central Michigan, and then they suck this year. Well, nice things relative to we actually think they're good, not whether we like them or not, right?
1: Oh, no, we don't like them. Right. We don't like them at all. You
0: guys do not like them. No, no, I'm, we don't. No,
1: Caleb. <laughs> Caleb, get it right. We don't like them. We I'm – I'm making a triangle with my hand. We don't like them.
2: The Mech quietly had a lot of really good interior defensive linemen this year. Yeah. And like, or uh, sorry, rushers between like Ramirez and Coombe and Carl Brooks.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Inkum had a had a sack in the Senior Bowl.
2: Hmm. Which is pretty funny for like a conference that, <laughs> I don't know, it's like all the defenses were bad, which can be true. Like you can have really good defensive players on bad defenses. Um. But very strange year. And boom goes the dynamite.